Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Let's turn our attention to pet questions and I can see a number of pet questions coming in. Jane Pickett from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, join me, joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Hi there. Uh, you're very welcome. Let's get straight into questions. Hi, Jane. My dog is a diabetic and is on a diabetic nut and insulin once a day, but I think he's hungry during the day. Could I give him a little feed in the morning? Okay. So this this is a, a, a probably a really, really great responsible owner because what I would know from my diabetic patients that would be under my care is that the number one person in that situation is the owner. It takes such commitment um, and such dedication to, to effectively care for a diabetic pet. So essentially when a pet is diabetic, they lose the ability for their body to, to make insulin, which is what helps us to process blood sugar. So we have to take over a little bit of the the minding of that. So that involves insulin injections. And that can be from anything once a day to three or four times a day, depending on the type of insulin they're on. Now, also as part of that, they have to control their dietary intake really, really carefully. So everything has to move like clockwork. Everything has to be really, really regular. So this owner, it sounds like you're doing once daily insulin and once daily feeding. What I'd say is before you change anything, speak to your own vet. It really depends on what type of insulin you're on. And I know there's, there's some more common and some, let's say, rarer ones that will be used. But also, it really depends on how stable your doggo is. So before you go changing anything like that, have a chat to your own vet because it really depends on how good your control is, what type of insulin you're on. You may be able to get away with having a small feed in the middle, but that would be something I'd really recommend doing under the direct guidance of your own vet. Because in my own diabetic patients, there's a certain amount of variability. Some are super stable and they can tolerate the odd snack here or there. Some it would throw them entirely off kilter. And a lot of the time, what we have to do when we're changing, let's say, a food or an insulin regime for a diabetic patient, is sometimes we have to get them in to do what's called a, a blood sugar curve. So they have to stay with us for the day. We take teeny tiny blood samples to check the blood sugar levels over the course of the day if we were changing things. So depending on how stable your dog is, that may or may not be required. But I'd say before you're tempted to change anything, have a chat to your and is it, is, need to be involved. Is it possible that the dog is hungry if it's only been fed once a day? Or is that the norm for dogs to be fed once a day? Mm, it is. It really, really depends. It depends on what they're used to as well. I think if you perceive him as quite hungry and snacky, and if he's particularly if he's the kind of dog who's going to try and steal food, which would probably not be good for his, his diabetic stability, then I'd say have a chat to your vet. They'll be able to kind of assess whether he's likely to be hungry, what his body condition is, so his weight and, let's say, fat levels, 
as to whether he needs to, whether he's kind of smack bang in the perfect range for his body weight or he's, let's say, a little bit tubby or a little bit slim. And they might be able to help you to, to guide to adjust. A lot of dogs will be fed twice a day, so it might just be that he is getting a little bit snacky. But as I say, I know the temptation is there to give him, let's say, the odd treat or the odd little snack. But particularly diabetic, don't. diabetic patients... Don't and you just first. hate to think of them being hungry. Okay, a listener exactly. says, question for Jane from West Cork. A listener, we have three hens, two red, two red, brown and one grey, laying okay. After getting quite thin, we've checked under their wings in case of mites or lice, can't see any. They're in a run while they eat. Then we let them out to roam around the lawn for a few hours. Sounds like they have a great life. They're getting a big jug of cooked food, i.e. bread, tea, potatoes, veg, etc. and a big jug of pellets and they also get rolled oats and barley mix. Any advice, please, as to why they're suddenly starting to look a little bit thin? Okay, so first things first, I'll put my hands up and say I don't do a lot of chicken work. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way, I think my first instinct could be if they're otherwise well in themselves and they're laying well and they're, they're on kind of a good plane of nutrition, very much like our, our kind of listener has suggested here, they've gone and checked for, let's say, mice and lice. The other thing I'd be worried about was any internal parasites. Um, so just in case that will be causing, let them say, some weight loss in the face of a good diet and otherwise good health. Um chat to your local vet about getting maybe them either checked over or doing some initial kind of anti-parasitic treatment. Um, So there's some liquids or liquids that can go in the water that will be, let's say, a dewormer. Um, And also, sometimes some of the little mites and lice that can live on them are not necessarily the most visible to the naked eye unless your bird is very, very still. So I'd say a general check over with your local vet would be no harm because sometimes we can hold them a little bit stiller and they can be a little bit more cooperative to go hunting for those kind of things. And I take it anything, but, um, like, anything like that would be contagious so it would affect all three? Generally it would do, yeah. yeah, which is why I'd be wondering if the three of them are generally well but generally losing a bit of weight, whether it is something kind of environmental like that where they, they pick something up that they all have. But I have to say, they must be producing wonderful free-range eggs. They're allowed yeah. out and roaming around the lawn. You're, you're, do, you're doing well. Yeah. Hi, I have a male neutered black cat who has started to lose her hair, especially around her belly and around her legs, otherwise in good form and is eating well. Just suddenly weight, hair loss in a neutered male doesn't give the age of the cat. OK, so there'll be two things I'd be kind of concerned about here a little bit. So hair loss in cats can actually be a really tricky thing. Sometimes it can be that they're itchy, so that'd be the first thing. So if there's any cause of itching, the most common thing in cats by a, a country mile is fleas. Um, generally, we'll get kind of hair loss or, let's say, a scruffy-looking coat and a lot of itching going on, but generally on the top of the body as well, not just on the bottom. But look, cats don't always read the rule book, so they do, they do funny things sometimes. So that will be top of my list as regards if there is something causing an itch or likewise it could be another thing causing an itch like let's say an allergy or something that's been in contact with that's made it quite uncomfortable. Cats actually are little devils. They don't actually itch around us a lot unless they're really, really itchy. They're really, really good at doing things in secret. So you might not see them itching and scratching at themselves or biting at themselves, but they'll be doing when you're not looking. The other thing is whether it will be something behavioural. So sometimes when we get a pattern of hair loss along, let's say, the underneath of the body, the belly in between the back legs, if you think about it, they're all the easy paces for your cat to get to, to lick and chew it itself. It's not going to be so easy to get to its back, but it's very easy for it to lick its belly. Okay. Mm. So with that, sometimes if they're going to have, let's say, a behavioural, let's say, stress response, so if something has changed in the environment, 
And that might be as simple as the, the sofa moved two feet to the left. They're very sensitive to these things. Or whether there's another cat around, something's changed in their environment. Sometimes it's kind of the equivalent of us biting our nails. As a stress response, sometimes they can lick and bite at their underneath because it's the easy place for them to get to as kind of a distraction, a stress relief mechanism. So first things first, I'd say make sure your cat is covered for fleas, mites, lice. So speak to your vet about getting a, a little spot on to deal with that in case that's the problem. Indeed, if that doesn't settle, present to your vet for a, a physical exam so they can check the skin. The other thing I'd be worried about is just trying to make everything really calm in the household. Try and think to yourself, is there anything that's changed recently? Has the interaction changed with any other pets in the household? And try and get things back to normality or what, what you think going to be normal. There's also little pheromone plugins that you can get from the vet. One of them is called Feliway. There's lots of different ones on the market. And they just kind of send out the happy hormones for cats into the, into the air. It works really well for some cats, calms them right down. Others, not so much. It is a bit of a hit and miss tactic but they'd be the main things I'd be thinking about. Okay, and just one final one question for my dog, female dash hound. Her surrounding vulva is puffy and swollen. She is spayed. What could it be? And that sound, sound by somebody says, really worried. Oh, okay. No, I can understand that that is, that is really worrying. That would be a little bit of a, a scary thing to see happen, particularly if you're, if, you're, if you're very certain she's spayed, then that's a very unusual thing. Um. If you're noticing a very puffy vulva, it could be that she's irritating the back end. So if she's got something that's stinging back there, like a little water infection, a little bladder infection, sometimes the, the pee can burn as it comes out. So it makes the, the surrounding area a little bit uncomfortable. So sometimes they lick at it and it can make it, let's say, a little bit more swollen than usual. But what I would say is in this case, I would definitely go to your vet for a check over. It's going to put your mind at rest. But also, given that, let's say, the vulva is a bit swollen, it does sound like there's something going on that needs medical attention if she is spayed. The likelihood is it might be, let's say, a little urine infection or even a problem. But I think the main thing is if she's not spayed, it could just be a season. But if you're fairly certain, go to the vet. Okay, All right. Get it checked out. Okay. listen, have a great week and we'll chat you next Thursday. Thanks for that, Jane. Uh, Bye-bye. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary uh, Group. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.